Coming to you live from the studio of WVFV, Voice for Victory Radio, your host, Pastor Jeremy Coburnett, joins you today for a special broadcast of The Winning Side. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It is Monday, October 23rd, and I hope you're having a great day. We're glad to be with you on the radio today. 95.9 FM, that's our local station here in Roanoke Rapids. And then those on the radio app and those on the podcast today, thank you for joining us. And those who are watching on Facebook and YouTube, thank you so much for tuning in on this beautiful fall Monday. I absolutely love uh, this weather. It was chilly this morning. But the sun is out and it is warming up. It feels good out there. It feels like fall. And uh, I thank God for another beautiful day. I thank the Lord for another week. Uh, We had a great start yesterday uh, with our services uh, here at Victory Baptist Church. Just a wonderful day. We had Pumpkin Sunday for all the children. They got to take home a pumpkin. And uh, I had a few adults that asked if they could take home a pumpkin too. Uh, But we had a great, great day yesterday in church. And we're looking forward to tonight at 6.30 is the start of our Teen Spectacular. We've had this event for years uh, here at Victory Baptist Church, even before I came. Uh, This is uh, number 10. No, it's not number 10. No, this is number 9 for me. I think it's number nine. And, uh, but every year it's been incredible. We have preachers that come. We have prizes. We have giveaways. And I always meet people that are now adults, but they will say we used to come when we were teenagers. We used to come to Teen Spectacular. Now, here's what the Teen Spectacular uh, has been known for throughout the years is uh, we used to give away a car. And we did that up to several years ago. We'd give away a car. And it wouldn't be uh, you know, a brand new car, but it'd be a car that would maybe be a four or $5,000 vehicle that was looked nice and, and was you know, well running and all that. Well, we don't do that anymore. You say, well, how come? Was it too expensive? No, that wasn't the issue. The issue was we started having seventh and eighth graders win in the car. And uh, you talk about a letdown, you win this car and seventh and eighth graders can't drive it or whatever. So what we've done instead is we've done a lot more different prizes like uh, PlayStations and iPads and uh, Xboxes and all those things. And if you don't know what any of those things are, don't worry about it. The teens know what they are. And uh, we do lots of prizes. We play a game uh, on Monday night and Tuesday night. It's called Who Wants to Be a Thousand Air? And uh, it's just, it's like the game Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? The difference is we're not giving away a million dollars, but we could give up to a thousand dollars. And they run through that game just like the the game that you've seen before. And uh, they can uh, continue to keep playing or they can uh, phone a friend or or get a lifeline or whatever, all that stuff. But it's so much fun. And then we have a, a Bible message every night. And I promise you, The message is not just a five-minute thought at the end. The the Bible message is so good. It's powerful. Brother Kenny Baldwin 
uh, is back with us this year. He's been now several years in a row, and he came even uh, early on when we started this event. But it's going to be a wonderful time. Please pray, and uh, please come. Please uh, bring your teenagers. And uh, I've told our church members, if you want to come and uh, kind of sit in the back, that's fine. We'll probably use you to help uh, just sitting with some of the young people and help us with crowd control. Uh, we don't, we've not had trouble these last few years. The teens have been very good, very respectful. Uh, but we just want it to be a wonderful, wonderful atmosphere. We want it to be a great spirit uh, for teens to come and to be able to meet our, our members here at Victory Baptist Church. And I hope you pray for the event tonight at 6.30 and then tomorrow night at 6.30 and then Wednesday night, uh, Brother Kenny Baldwin will be preaching. It's not Teen Spectacular, but it's our midweek service, 7 o'clock here at Victory Baptist Church. Hope you be much in prayer uh, for these days. We're looking forward to a wonderful time together. A happy birthday yesterday to brother Steve Brantley. Hope you had a good day. Also yesterday, a happy birthday to Brandon Clements. And uh, Brandon, it was so wonderful to hear your daughter, uh, Presley, to hear her play that offertory last night. She did such a good job. And then also a happy birthday yesterday to Danny Lucas. And I hope you folks had a great day yesterday, and we thank the Lord for you. Let's pray today for our church. We've already mentioned all the things going on with uh, Teen Spectacular. Let's pray for our school. Uh, let's be in prayer for all of our missionaries. Let's pray for all of the ministries of our church. Uh, let's pray for our members, those who are sick, those who've lost loved ones. Uh, let's uh, pray for those that are awaiting test results, those getting ready to go in for tests. Uh, let's pray for those folks this week. And then let's pray for the nation of Israel. And let's pray that God would protect that nation, uh, His chosen people, by the way. And uh, God promised that He would uh, bless those that bless Israel but that he would curse those that curse Israel. And I hope you'll be in prayer uh, for uh, those needs there. We're going to go to a song. Here's a great song. We serve the Almighty. And after this song, we'll get into our Bible study in Hebrews 11. So often throughout this life, we tend to forget just who we serve, just who we represent. We fail to pray and seek His face until the trial comes. The child of God, it's time we stand up for God's only Son. We serve the Almighty. I must do I'll tell the world about 
Amen for that. And I preached yesterday morning uh, from that passage in John 10, where Jesus uh, said that uh, we are safe in his hand and uh, no man is able to pluck them out of his hand. And then he said this, my father, which gave them me is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. I'm so glad for the almighty God that we serve. We are in Hebrews 11, we're looking at these heroes of the faith, and we've been talking about David for several days. Uh, it's interesting, I mentioned it yesterday, but uh, last Wednesday night, our, we had a lot of children in the church that dressed up in uh, master clubs, they dressed up like Bible characters, and I told you about Micah. Uh, Micah is uh, uh, my wife and I, he's our youngest, he's almost four, and he chose Goliath, and um, Goliath was pretty big and pretty tough, but of course that story didn't have a good ending for Goliath. Uh, but uh, David is mentioned in Hebrews 11 in the Hall of Faith chapter. And I think one of the greatest lessons of faith in David's life came with the battle against Goliath. You say, well, how did David have faith? Well, I'll say this. If David did not have faith in God, I don't believe David would have ever gone out on that battlefield. David didn't have any ability. He didn't have any experience. I know he'd killed a lion and a bear, but he hadn't challenged a soldier. He had never uh, gone against somebody with a, a sword and a shield and armor and, and a spear. And yet David had faith in God. This came when David was a young man. David said in verse number uh, 32, I like this of 1 Samuel 17. David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. David said, hey, you guys don't have to worry. You guys don't have to be fearful. <laughs> I got enough faith that God is going to deliver this giant. And then you get to verse 37. David said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. 
And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with thee. I imagine for Saul, he didn't know what to do. Saul, I think, finally said, I'm not going to change his mind. I'm not going to convince him otherwise. And hey, if this guy's got faith in God, let's let him do it. And by the way, Saul started his, uh, um, his rule and his reign. And Saul started off uh, with great faith in God. Remember that story in 1 Samuel where Saul was anointed uh, by Samuel and Saul began to prophesy and the Spirit of God came upon Saul and God gave Saul another heart and God did a work in Saul. And maybe Saul looked at David and said, yeah, I remember when I used to have that kind of faith, but I don't anymore. But he said, David, you go and the Lord be with you. And so David went. And I like what David said, even to Goliath in verse 46. David said, this day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand and I will smite thee and take thine head from thee. And I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. No doubt about it. David had faith as he went to fight against Goliath. Let's talk about this and let's see what are some things that we can implement in our lives to have the faith that David had. Number one, I see in this passage is that you have to get a goal. There has to be a cause. There has to be a dream. There has to be a vision. You see, when you have no goal, why even bother? If you have no goal, if you have no purpose, why fight? Uh, there needs to be more in your life than just your job. And I'm, by the way, I think everybody needs to have a job. Uh, unless you're retired. And if you're retired, you still have a job. You just don't get paid for it anymore, right? Um, but everybody needs a job. I, I think there ought to be more in your life than just a career. I think there ought to be more to your life than just a, uh, a, a sports um, a, a team or a, a hobby or, or, or some, some enjoyment or some pleasure that you have. Uh, there must be a goal. I like what David said. Is there not a cause? He says, somebody's got to do something. Somebody has got to fight and somebody's got to make a difference. I like what Paul said in Philippians chapter 3. He said, this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Number one, there must be a goal. Do you have a goal today? Do you have a cause? Is there a purpose in your life that is driving you? I remember as a boy hearing Dr. Lee Robertson. Uh, Dr. Robertson pastored the Highland Park Baptist Church in Chattanooga, Tennessee for 40 years. And of course, that was the great uh, Tennessee Temple University that uh, uh, had thousands of students at one time uh, that were going out and preaching and missionaries and all those things. But I remember Dr. Lee Robertson preaching a message and he entitled it, The Driving Force in My Life. And he talked about what is it that motivates me? What is it that stirs me? What is it that keeps me going? And uh, as he preached that message, and I don't have the notes in front of me, I could go back and find them. But uh, he talked about the judgment seat of Christ. He said, that motivates me. Uh, that motivates me to think that someday I'm going to stand before the Lord and I'm going to give an account. Uh, he talked about uh, the rapture of the church and hearing that trumpet sound. He said, that motivates me. Uh, my family, he said, uh, my, my family and, and, and living for God uh, for the sake of my family, that motivates me. I don't want to let them down. I don't want to disappoint them. Uh, he talked about hell. He talked about how that, uh, that people that are lost 
without Christ that they will go to a place called hell. And he said, that motivates me. That's a, a driving force. And you got to have some things that motivate you. And it's got to be more than your next meal. It's got to be more than your car, more than your house, more than your hobby, uh, more than your bank account. But there's got to be something eternal that drives you and that motivates you. Do you have a cause? Number one, I see that David had a goal. Let's get a goal. Let's get a passion. Let's get a cause. Let's get a desire. And then let's follow that for the glory of God. I hope that helps you today. I've got a lot more I'll say about David uh, in the days this week. But for today, let's remember, number one, we've got to have a goal. God bless you. Have a great day. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.